Ryan Munson. Hey, long call. Comfy left Zoom Buster. 63 Bang Z Maui. Alert. Paradise Z Burger Y Rap on one. Husker Online on the Connor Happer Show on 1620 The Zone. Hey, they're going to have to do a lot more of that in college football now, now that Paradise Z-Burger Y-Rap, that whole thing. So we got another uh, rule change this morning from the NCAA Football Rules Committee. Some technology rules where we have some coach-to-player communications through the helmet. The one player in the field have no idea what that could be in reaction to that took over last college football season. Um. So yeah, there. And there's Brian Munson of HuskerOnline.com joins us now. The 42 degrees source hotline. Hi, Brian. You're making me giggle offline. <laughs> I, I'm sorry about that. I didn't know my mic was open. So, but yeah, that was uh, that was hilarious. I, I every time every time everybody says the word technology, particularly in this context, I I think about Napoleon Dynamite's brother Kip. And he's singing that song about how he loves technology. That should be like <laughs> gift out everywhere on Twitter. Like I love technology. Like yeah, that's that should be what what we're talking about. Right yep. Now. So uh, that is the deal, and that's not a bad thing, by the way, for uh, for college football. No. Um, not at all. I don't think. Well, and you and you nailed it. I mean, um, so first of all, um, happy Friday. And Hi. yes, uh, the. The technology gap that's been there between the the professional NFL level and college has been there for a few years where they've had tablets on the sideline and they've had, you know, the ability to speak into the earpiece and some sort of, you know, off field to the on the field communication that's happening electronically. And then then you had this, you know, this big thing with Michigan and the staffer that was, you know, basically doing the 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 uh, um, scouting and, and had the signs and could relay that back over to coordinators and make adjustments in flight. Um, that that's uh, yeah, they need to get that. They need to get that handled and yeah. handled yesterday. Um, so yeah, I, I I'm, I'm all in support of, first of all, the technology is there. They should be using it. And, and it makes the best, I think it would make the game better, crisper. You take other things out of like that, I, I don't want to call it cheating, even though I kind of feel like it was, but you, you eliminate that type of situation that ever happening, happening again. Yep. Uh, Brian Munson of HuskerOnline.com is with us. Okay, so while we're on the subject of, of rule changes and legislation and stuff like that, that, that uh, really takes over the offseason of college football nowadays, whether it's teams moving conferences and whatever, just stuff happening, out, happening outside of the sport um, and then to the sport, we had, a, we had an interesting sort of proposal this week what now there's there's like a bunch of different angles on this and we tried to go through them a little bit yesterday on the show but what would be the impact of a potential third signing day coming into play that would be added in after june basically as well as keeping the december and the february ones that we already have i guess you'd be moving the december one up a little bit from the way it from the way it sounds Um, but like, you know, there's, there's from the coach's perspective, there's from the team's perspective, the fans, and then of course the, the players as well. What, what is, what do you think the impact, immediate impact of that would be? First of all, I'm I'm not a big fan of the June date. Um, anyway, um, I, I know that a lot of players make their decisions either by that time frame or sometime very 
closely to or around like Fourth of July. I'm yep. I'm still very much you know thinking sometime end of August, maybe Wednesday after Labor Day would make a little bit more sense. But it doesn't take out of play the possibility that a player decides they're going to opt out of their senior year. Think about that just for a second. Think about how many – when I was doing all the stat checks last year for the Nebraska recruiting class in 2024, it seemed like every single week for the first four or five weeks of the season, another 2024 commit got hurt and was lost for the year. Yeah. These guys now, if they've already done all the work they need to do to earn a D1 offer – to be committed and know that they're going to sign on the or have signed now in June, not going to not going to be able to just to just sign, but have signed. They don't have anything to play for anymore, except for pride in the team. And and when you get kind of down to that level, that's where I think that you know the appreciation kind of comes back in. We don't have some players opt out now in the bowl schedule and and senior bowls, etc. But that could be that could honestly become a thing now where you have players that want to decide that they're going to go ahead and opt out but look at it from like another side now too like what if you what if a player starts to have from a coaching perspective maybe there's a discipline problem maybe there's a maybe there's an issue academically maybe there's something that's changed with that player that you know, isn't so savory anymore about having them committed to you in your class because they kind of just let senioritis happen because what they needed to accomplish in high school to get that D1 offer, they've accomplished by June. Right. And that here on out from till, until January, they don't need to worry about anything. They can just kind of act in what, the way that they need to do just to kind of bide their time because they're done. And I, I just, I look. That's I didn't even like think about that. It's It's a good point. Like it's, it's probably not, that many people, but it, it it that would definitely come up, I think, Brian. Yeah, and, and I still think the coaching change issue is with particularly the portal doesn't really impact the signing day. Something else that needs to be you know thought about. But I just I don't like the June I don't like the June date. I would much rather put it somewhere closer to the start of the school year. Give them the month of July. Give them the opportunity. But and here's the other thing too. If you're going to put that June date in, you're probably going to have to start talking about juniors taking official visits the fall of their junior year. Yep, that's true, too. I, I was also thinking, to, yeah. Go ahead, go ahead, finish that. Well, I was just going to say, everything that moves left now for one class, you start to finally feel the impact to the next class. And I think that this mm -hmm. is the one kind of, that button that pushes that. Go, sorry about that. I didn't want to interrupt you. No, you're good. I, I, well, I was also thinking about, and we we're familiar with a lot of this because this is how it's this is how traditionally kind of recruiting has has been with with local athletes. You know, there's not a whole lot. There, there's there's not a great percentage of of high end like guys who have already established that they're that they're going to be power five recruits and have their entire process played out and have made visits by the time that their senior football season starts in the fall of their their senior year. And so what this state has kind of been about is a lot of guys who um, will put really good senior film out there, and then they will um, take advantage of that and pick up a couple offers late and then maybe be ready to sign yep. by December or, or February or, or whatever it might be. We've, we've kind of seen, whether it's a transfer portal or this, the continual kind of – I don't know if it's phasing out, but I think it makes life a little bit difficult for those type of guys who 
maybe they haven't maybe they haven't been on the camp circuit, maybe they haven't fully bloomed yet and need that senior year to continue to show people that they could play at this level. Like I think it I think it hurts that group again because spots are gonna get gobbled up in June. I totally agree. And, and I, I think that, um, you know, the late bloomer side is a great angle for it. I, I think that there's, there's, look, it's just, there's, there's some buyer beware questions, you know, when it comes to maybe some limited tape, maybe, maybe a guy that looks good in a short amount of time and, and you jump at him a little bit. I just, I, I don't like the June date. I, I, I maybe even marginally like even just a little bit more the, the August, September one that I'm suggesting. I definitely like moving it up a little bit closer towards the end of the regular season, like maybe the first Wednesday in the month of December. In fact, I kind of thought it was already there before. So like when we, when you and I were kind of treading water there the first couple of weeks of December, and I'm kind of like looking at my watch and going, Funny days coming up. Right? Yeah, ESB's here, and I just I, I I got it confused, of course, with the first Wednesday in February. So, I I, I just we all thought, at least I did. I, I'm, it's a bad generalization. I thought in the December signing date would not become a complete the complete replacement that it has been for February. And I, yeah, class, yeah, those schools really wanted to move things left. They wanted to get things done and wrapped up by January. And good on them, but you can kind of see that potentially happening here as well to where, you know, they're going to want to be 75, 80% complete now, you know, by that, by mm-hmm. that July 1st date. And I just, I don't know. I, I, I think that's, uh, you know, like my dad always said, 10 pounds of stuff in a five pound bag right there. Yeah. It's, um, it would, it would pose a big change. That That's for sure. We've had a lot of, Yep. And that's the other thing, Munson, like we've just had so many changes to the calendar and then just generally the way recruiting works now, whether it's, you know, contact with coaches and how much or little you can have or the impact that the portal has had on, on all of this stuff. It's been awfully rocky just kind of moving around with inconsistency over the last, you know, five, six, seven, eight years now. Where it's, you know, I don't think anybody, by the time we figure the whole December thing out, we're going to introduce another signing day, and it, it just becomes another thing that we, that, that coaches and, and people inside the programs have to, have to kind of tackle. I don't think that, I don't think the inconsistency is really good for anybody either. No, I completely agree with that too. That it's, it, there's a constantly evolving story and timeline here that they need to make adjustments around. Um, maybe there was some kind of, you know, water cooler gossip thing and that. And that's why you're seeing like a fairly significant recruiting date, like what Nebraska is looking like they're going to have for official visitors in April for the spring. Um, maybe that's why some of these things have been accelerated here a little bit. And, and, um, but yeah, I, I totally agree with that. I mean, if you're having to evolve and change and update how you're looking at things and, and, and how you work and how you're doing your job, you know, basically on a, on a four month or six month kind of cycle. Uh, it's hard to kind of consistently be able to kind of keep those same milestones, you know, in your, in your, in your, in your, in, just in your, your best view, your current view and what you're trying to do with your job. It's just, there's, there, there seems to be this way too much evolving, updating kind of thing going yeah. on with the NCAA right now. And, and then maybe they're still trying to find, like, the magic sauce. Maybe they're still trying to look for that, the magic way that this is all supposed to kind of come together. But you're 
just kind of trying out ideas and suggestions now by adding a third and uh, I don't know. I, I'm 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 not a big fan of it. We'll, we'll see what happens. There's got to be a reason why it's being proposed. Okay, what else are we looking for? In, in I mean, I know there's a there's been a lot going on. Whether it's um you know scheduling uh, official visits or unofficial visits for for this summer and camps and and stuff like that. And we've talked a lot about these local guys over the last few yeah. weeks here. Um, but I, I guess what have you been watching over the last week or so that's that's kind of come in um with with some of these guys who are getting ready to to map out their summers and what they're going to do yeah it's been interesting i kind of laid it out in, in tunnel talk a little bit this morning you know uh, it's <laughs> i would have been putting up story after story with all the visitors that um that basically we added this week uh and like i mentioned before that april 26 27th uh weekend now has seven official visitors uh confirmed to be there including the number one wide receiver in the nation, Michael Terry from San Antonio, Texas, Alamo Heights High School. Um, that that right there to me is just one of those reasons for everybody to feel just so excited and good about how Matt Rule and his staff are, are doing when it comes to recruiting. I know that there's this is not a commitment. And I know that they got on a bunch of guys last year for the spring game and for the junior day beforehand. But – they're continuing to do this and push and they've got, I think it was five or six. And I'm not going to go back here and count it out. It's either five or six. I think it's five uh, top 300 players. I think they have six, four star guys out of that total seven already confirmed coming in that week. And there are four stars. And it's, I, I just feel like they are doing such a fabulous job. Obviously that's a very important weekend. As you kind of go back and take a look at it, the way it, the way it played out, in 2024 and 2023 for the 2024 class, this will be the same way. It's it's going to be that this will be the one that we're going to go back and we're going to talk about the success that they had on and you know in the class based on this weekend. Uh, that's going to be a, it's going to be a huge uh, insignificant class. But they've also got a couple weekends now in June where they've got you know four guys you know coming in for each one. Um, they've got a couple of unofficial visitors also that are very significant, uh, most notably. Noah McKyle from uh, from California, four-star linebacker from Laverne, California. Um, you also get a chance to to uh, to host Chase Lofton, and uh, Chase Lofton, I think, is going to be based on the timelines he was sharing with me, you know, last weekend or two weekends ago with in-state tour. I think he's very close to dropping his top list of schools, um, and then you also are going to get a chance to support uh, or get a chance to, to host uh, Jack Lang even before he comes in from spring game. So lots of stuff going on. This information, by the way, for everybody out there, it, it's free. Just go go to go to Husker Online. Go to the top. Go find the football recruiting dropdown. Go to visits. Check it out. And then just remember that you got to go to each year. It, it lists it by 2025 and 2026. And we even got some guys coming in for 2026 too. So go out there and check it out. Yep. But also, if you want the good stuff, you can, uh, you know, you can you can pay money to get that access. The tunnel talk today was was incredible. Um, you know, we we the other thing we talked about was you know along with all the the official visitor news and the other visitor news, going through and kind of turning over stones this week, I was able to find at least you know two if not three guys that you know Nebraska's. They're they're not even considering Nebraska anymore, and these are guys that, of course, have visited Nebraska previously, very very recently, in fact, some of them, and they just kind of moved on. So the board is evolving right now, and it has been evolving even since the 
January Junior Day visits. So interesting stuff today in Tunnel Talk to kind of go back out there and take a look at that stuff. Yep. Just check it out a lot, HuskerOnline.com. Munson, as always, we appreciate the time, my friend. Enjoy your weekend, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Talk to you next week, buddy. We'll see you. Brian Munson of HuskerOnline.com. One of the things he, he mentioned in there, too, was how he had, you know, in, in, in talking to all these recruits, Dylan Riola comes up quite a bit. Oh, really? Surprising. Mm-hmm. S- surprising that Dylon would, would come up a little bit. So I, I don't know that the staff is is like, you know, selling it specifically, but I think it kind of sells itself. Which, that's in the, case you forgot, that's the best recruiting tool, right? right. Like word of mouth. Oh, but this is what people think when they look at our program right now. This is what people think about the future of our program. We're okay with that. We're okay with that. That projects a pretty bright future. Um, I think there's there's pretty good reason for that. All right, BC is up next. We'll talk hoops with him. Uh, if there's any football topics that we uh, stray into, we will get there as well in our weekly chat with Brian Christopherson next on the Connor Happer Show on 1620 The Zone.